welcome back guys it's been of what like a week maybe two weeks since you've heard our voices um breaks are necessary and they're they're healthy and we needed one this one was definitely yeah this one was definitely <laughs> necessary because you were getting vaccinated yeah Yay. yeah so we're both officially fully vaxxed um Woo-hoo. which is exciting uh, and very thankful for the privilege of us being vaccinated and getting to see each other last week. Yes. So welcome back to Soul and Soul. Mm-hmm. Fully vaxxed version. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, which is uh, so many things about vaccines. Maybe we'll do an episode about that. But mm-hmm. uh, today's episode has nothing to do with the vaccine and everything <laughs> to do with our favorite activity or hobby, which is eating food. Yay. <laughs> um, so if you follow us on our Instagram, you might have seen our clue for this week was us being out at uh, probably, I think the only Korean barbecue place I've ever been. Oh, I'm going to take you to other places then. Yeah, right. Because I've gone to a Korean barbecue, but not done the Korean barbecue experience except for with you. Mm. Well, the best thing is to just do it at home. So we'll do that eventually. Oh, maybe I'll get you guys. I never got you guys a home or housewarming gift. Oh, maybe, it's okay. Maybe I'll get you guys that thing that I sent you before. Oh, <laughs> a very necessary one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've tried like Korean barbecue at home and it gets so smoky. It's unbelievable. Oh. Yeah, I feel like because we're that thing that they bring down in the one that we go to, I never noticed the smoke. Mm. You know that hood. Yeah, it's so necessary. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, so I figured let's start off with I don't know. I feel like we haven't talked to them in forever. What's your favorite dish in your culture? Naengmyeon, which is, is cold buckwheat noodle in beef. I believe beef broth. Yep, yep. Um, it it was traditionally like winter food. Um, so it's sometimes not usually beef broth. It's like kimchi, uh, soup. I don't even know how to call it, but um, they use radish kimchi kumur, like dongchimi, um, which is like pickled radish it doesn't have any like red peppers or anything mm-hmm. so it's very clean and then people usually made noodles with that soup not soup broth no juice kimchi juice <laughs> i guess um but nowadays the more common naengmyeon is i guess which is from the north korean side i think naengmyeon traditionally is from north korea actually because it's from like colder regions. Mm-hmm. Um, there are two main types, Pyongyang naengmyeon and then Hamung naengmyeon. Hamung naengmyeon has like a little more red uh, paste to it. So it's more flavorful. And then Pyongyang naengmyeon is like very clean um, beef broth based. Mm. That sounds good. Yep. I like, I haven't had a cold noodle dish that was intentionally cold, you know? Mm. People get weirded out. Okay. Yeah. I'll try it. We'll try it. It's delicious. <laughs> what about you? Um, I would say oof. That's hard. Mm. Um, I would say like number one would probably be collard greens. Mm. Um 
but a close second would be jambalaya because jambalaya is life like whew, delicious is, is good. <laughs> yeah but definitely number one would probably be collard greens um i really feel like i like evolved into like the black woman sitting before you guys when i finally got my own <laughs> collard green recipe i was like oh it's mine I, okay it tastes good um it's yeah. the one i always bring to our potluck guys when we have work potluck and jesse brings her infamous collard greens i'm like right in front of the slow cooker just getting everything yeah <laughs> nobody has to eat it I know. I I really enjoy bringing it in because um, at work, we just have so many, like, Black people from around the world. Mm -hmm. And so, like, seeing, like, every single Black person beeline for it and be like, fuck yeah, it's, like, really nice. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, yes, this hits it from Africa and the Caribbean and the Americas. Let's get it. (laughs) And... One Asian person just eating it away here. No, I mean, obviously, I first first and foremost think that, like, so much of Black food is just, like, universally delicious that, like... Yeah. The only time I've ever made bad collard greens, I would say, was when um, when I made them... When I made that one separate pot for our Muslim colleagues, and I just could not replicate, like, the pork that's supposed Mm. to be in collard greens for them Mm. in the same way like it just didn't it didn't have the right flavoring and it was the first time i'd ever tried it without pork and so they liked it but i was like damn you don't even know (laughs) (laughs) oh man and i love pork so i don't oh man i can't even imagine yeah it's it's all in the pork there um which kind of brings us a little bit to what you wanted to talk about staple foods and ingredients because mm-hmm. I definitely think collard greens have two of the more prominent ingredients in terms of black food, which is like greens, right? Like mm-hmm. some kind of like boiled vegetable, but also like um, pork, right? Mm-hmm. Um, rice, just like in jambalaya. Um, what else? I mean. I feel like fried chicken is associated with us, but I also feel like black people don't necessarily eat a lot of chicken made differently. And you know what I mean? Like, I don't Mm-mm. see chicken as a staple per se. I definitely mm. would say pork would be the most prominent meat in like our mm. traditional food. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe beef, but not really. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel like I'm definitely missing stuff article i read said okra but i fucking hate okra so i will not include <laughs> that um but re- a really cool tie-in that that article had was that uh like okra actually like the i think it what was it i think it is from ghana but i don't want to say the wrong thing like not okra is from ghana but there's a mm-hmm. dish in ghana um that nope sorry um so it was really interesting so i never the only time i eat okra because i like mm-hmm. you know you but the only time i ever eat it is mm-hmm. when i'm eating gumbo um mm-hmm. because like it's like you can't really really tell that okra is in the Isn't gumbo there. you know mm-hmm. 
Um, and the consistency of gumbo kind of like masks the like texture of okra for me, so I don't ever mm. notice. Mm. But I found out from this article that gumbo actually comes from a Bantu word, which means okra. I was like, oh, oh. okay. <laughs> wow. I was like, that's a really cool like tie-in. Um, yeah. So yeah, I would say pork, greens, uh, rice corn i would say that's also mm-hmm. me being from indiana where corn is everything though <laughs> but yeah some staples mm. how about you well obviously rice mm-hmm. um but koreans eat more mixed rice i feel like they mix in beans peas um other grains to make the rice a little healthier mm-hmm. i think that's also traditionally so because white rice was really expensive yeah, we don't we don't eat a lot of like rice like that. When I'm thinking mm-hmm. about rice, I'm thinking about like red beans and rice or like jambalaya, mm-hmm. for instance. Like I'm not thinking about like a, a side of white rice kind of thing. Right. So for us, like that's the main thing. And then all the side dishes are there for you to eat the rice with. Mm-hmm. Um. So rice has to be like no seasoning, nothing, because you're adding a lot of side dishes to eat it together. Okay. So that's like another thing that Koreans use is like we use spoons a lot more than other Asian countries, I feel like, because we take a spoonful of rice and then we put all the side dishes like like one side dish on top of it so that you can make the perfect bite and you eat it like that. Mm. But I haven't seen I feel like Chinese and Japanese people more like they kind of almost like slurp their rice with chopsticks instead of using spoon yes i feel like you've used a spoon and made me feel more comfortable using a spoon with my chopsticks because it just makes sense (laughs) (laughs) just makes sense yeah like i i i felt like yeah when we were eating i was like oh peck used a spoon i can use a spoon right cool yeah because i was like that's that's a that's a that's a broth what am I gonna do? With <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Cool. What so, else? Yeah. Um. So I guess that's another thing. Like instead of like lifting the bowls, we just leave it on the tables and we use spoons to eat rice soup, mm-hmm. which is all almost always there. And then we have a lot of side dishes. Obviously, we need kimchi. Um, and we have like two hundred plus types of kimchi. Now, the current issue (laughs) that's, like, adding to the anti-Chinese sentiment Mm -hmm. is that China is trying to make kimchi their thing in addition to making hanbok, which, like, is, like, a traditional clothing, Mm -hmm. their own thing. So everybody's, like, really upset at China right now. I mean, they can try it, but... (laughs) Anybody who's anybody knows where kimchi comes from. <laughs> like, I don't know. They're trying real hard. I mean, so we'll see where that goes. They got numbers on their side, but yeah. you got history on yours. So that's true. Actually, um, historically, kimchi wasn't spicy because mm. peppers came later mm. from South America, I believe. That's wild. Mm. Um, yeah, I forgot to ask this when I was asking favorite questions, but you this kind of, you kind of stumbled into it because I was going to ask you what your favorite dish from my culture was. I mean, your collard greens. 
And I was going to say my favorite is totally kimchi. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Hands down. Every time I have it, I'm like, oh, my God, this is this is magical. Yeah. Like, why isn't this in all of my dish? <laughs> I mean, a lot of people put it everywhere and then we always have it like, okay. So this is another like very Korean thing. But if you go to Korea, some like Western quote unquote restaurants will serve you kimchi too. Mm. At least like pickles because we always need to cleanse our palate with almost. So Is it a palate cleanser? Almost because... Koreans can't eat like greasy food like that, so mm-hmm. they need something like kimchi. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, so, like, especially my dad, like, if we ever eat like pizza or, you know, Italian food or whatever, he's like, oh, I need more pop, which is rice, saying that he wants to, like, you know, clean the oil from I mean, his system and eat more kimchi. I'm like, I'm I'm loving that <laughs> for a variety of reasons. <laughs> like it goes well with a lot of food, yeah. Honestly, um, yeah, because like that actually sounds pretty good on pizza. I actually never thought about mm-hmm. it before. Or like that's also I, a thing. Yep, yep. Yeah, that sounds really good. Okay, kimchi burger is also a thing. Mm, I did see that somewhere in New York, but I didn't order it because I was like, I could just order. Like a traditional Korean yeah. thing instead. Yeah, yeah. You know that um, a Korean restaurant by my house. Mm-hmm. I think it, they have it there. Ah, nice. Yeah, but I no, got- but like McDonald's and Burger King in Korea would have kimchi burger, like their yes. own spin to it. Yeah, that's wild. I love it. Yep, yep. I think McDonald's being different in other countries is, is like still blows my mind a little bit because I just assume <laughs> that everybody's eating the same thing. I'm like, yeah. I don't like McDonald's so much. Like when other countries are like, McDonald's is a shit. I'm like, where? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh wait, your McDonald's probably is a shit. Like, god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> also, I feel like New York City uh fast food isn't great quality, but I mean fast food in I America to, is not I great mean, quality anyway. Yeah. No, but like New York City versus other states, New York City sucks. For some reason it doesn't taste as good i mean i don't think it tastes as good because you're paying so much more for it that's how i feel oh that makes sense because like i why in new york city for me at least i'm like why the hell would i spend 12 bucks on a meal or 10 bucks on a meal at mcdonald's when mm-hmm. i could spend that same amount of money and go to a mom and pop shop of any fucking type of food and mm-hmm. kill it mm-hmm. you know so it, it doesn't make sense to eat fast food in New York when that's true. You could just do so much better bang for your buck and it would taste so much better. I think that's, that is very true. Yeah. It's always in the back of my mind whenever I have fast food in New York. I'm like, why the fuck are we doing this? Like, wait, <laughs> <laughs> like I could go to a freaking bodega and kill it. Right now. Like, why are we doing this? Yeah. At least like bacon, egg and cheese. Less mm. than four bucks. You know, or like, um, I feel like the last time that I had a uh, fast food in New York for real, for real, was when we went on like a field trip. Like I've probably had it since then, but I was mm-hmm. just we were in a field trip in that McDonald's in like Manhattan somewhere, and I was just like, mm-hmm. man, if these kids weren't so fucking rowdy, we could have really cleaned up at a nice restaurant, right? Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, always. 
always a rowdy bunch. All right. Did I? What other? Do you have other staple food ingredients that I missed? Um, I would add that Korean barbecue is a very recent phenomenon. Is it okay? Yeah. So, I mean, meat is expensive. If you think about it, like how they actually grow the cows and everything. But I guess, like in, I mean, I don't even remember going out that much when I was living in Korea. And that was only, (laughs) I was about to say 10 years ago, but now it's close to 20. Holy crap. (laughs) Like, that's not accurate if you're going to. Yeah, but like, when I was growing up, it, we, people weren't going out as much. Okay. But nowadays, I feel like there are a lot of like variety of food. Also, like the going out culture is the norm. Mm-hmm. And then in that mix, Korean barbecue became like a huge thing. And also, you don't really want to cook food at home when it smells like barbecue all day, every day, you know, things like that. So I guess like people started to go out a little more, you know drink with your friends and have a good time obviously yeah it's so interesting because like korean barbecue is the shit Mm -hmm. but um it's still not to me at least it's like it's almost like not the same thing as barbecue like traditional like a black barbecue Mm -mm -mm -mm. it's almost like not even like it's it's like why why are these things even called the same thing yeah, <laughs> that's know? true. Because you're not really cooking the meat, or you're not really barbecuing. You're just like cooking the meat. Yeah, right. Like it's yeah. it's like on a it's like on a grill. Like I would I would say that how yeah it's on a grill, but it's not barbecue barbecue. You know? No, it's not really. Yeah. But I really do enjoy that both of our cultures do have like a barbecue phenomenon. You know, mm-hmm. um, even if they are very different. Mm-hmm. Because uh, Korean barbecue feels like at least here in America where we do it, it feels a lot like hibachi, um, like the same mm. kind of vibe. You know, the same kind of people would want to go to that too. Mm, probably, yeah, because you're also there for the experience. Mm-hmm. And like a barbecue is like a freaking Thursday night kind of thing. You know, like it's not Aww. anything spectacular. Like black people just know how to barbecue. Wow, I feel like, it's, but that takes a long time, though. I mean, it depends. Like you mm-hmm. know, you putting burgers and hot dogs on a grill, that's gonna take you like 20, 30 minutes to uh, make. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you're making ribs, that might take you forty five an hour. I yeah, mean, deliciousness. I I should post um I'll post my last barbecue picture where <laughs> I set up a barbecue on top of my apartment. Yeah. <laughs> And it was way too cold for barbecue. It was like this time last year, but I was uh, like, "I'm gonna do it because I want it." <laughs> I had the windows open all day today, and then people were barbecuing like yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. No. yeah. But I started late. I started like at like five thirty six. Oh, so it got cold quick, but it was fun. I got to see the nice. sunset on a barbecue. Nice. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, I've barbecued three times already this year and my parents' nice one. Nice. Yeah. Um, do you guys have specific food etiquette or etiquette things that you do while you're eating, after you're eating? A lot. 
<laughs> um, okay, so I don't know if people do it anymore, but my grandpa made it clear that there were different spoons for men and women and they are shaped differently. Shut the fuck up. This I don't people don't do this anymore, but Okay. Okay, so this is like the Confucianism side of Korea, right? Like yeah. there is a very clear like men and women hierarchy. There is a very clear age hierarchy and things like that. So that was that was real. Also, we like during the holidays or like whenever we have like ceremonies to respect the ancestors and things like that, you have different tables for the men and the adults and then the girls and children, things mm. like that. Mm-hmm. But again, these are probably not done anymore. It better not be shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's like uber traditional ish, I guess. Okay. And I mean, my grandpa was like way older than other grandparents. So maybe that's also part of it. But that's how I grew up. Um, and when I was here, it was just like whatever. But also, um, the, the oldest person has to take the first bite. While everybody waits, and then if he does, and then everybody's like, okay, we can eat now. Um, things like that. I can't really think of everything. But like little, the table manners. Okay. Um. Oh, also you don't slurp. You don't make sounds when you're eating. I mean, I'm glad that that, I think that should, one should be universal. Mm-hmm. Just so no, but you know how like Japanese people want you to slurp noodles? Yeah, I'm not saying I really think it should be a universal thing, no matter the mm. culture, that we don't slurp. Because that sound mm. is like so, it's like the word that I hate saying that I won't say, but I'll spell M-O-I-S-T. Like the sound itself <laughs> is like that. And I just, ugh, I can't. <laughs> but now that mukbang is a thing, like everybody's making sounds when they eat. Oh, also Koreans love to like, not make like I mean, slurping sounds, maybe. But, like, they comment, like, wow, this is good. Like, every bite. If the food is good, they're, they're like, wow, this is good. And then they just keep eating. And they just keep doing that for the whole dinner. <laughs> the whole meal. I like... That was, mm-hmm. like... That should make every chef, like, really confident in their cooking, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, what else? Yeah, I think at least those are that I can think of now. Yeah, I'm I'm really struggling with etiquette like that and mm-hmm. just black culture. I mean, there's absolutely etiquette when it comes to like American culture. Um mm-hmm. but I'm trying to think if there's anything that would be unique to just us and I'm not I'm not really sure for sure. Like I know, okay, um, there's the don't put your, you know, like you can't have your elbows on the table. You can't wear a hat at the table kind of thing, um, which mm-hmm. has always been the bane of my existence because I'm a very much a hat person. My mom has always made me take it off. Mm-hmm. Um, and then let's see. Um, obviously, if you're doing more formal things, like you're supposed to know like the different what the different uses are for the spoons and the forks mm-hmm. or the knives uh but i haven't really 
given that much thought since I stopped catering (laughs) (laughs) and I didn't need to know where things went anymore um which you know it's been like eight nine years um let's see I mean you know there's there's the where you're supposed to put your napkin kind of thing there's also like where you're supposed to put your fork and your spoon when you're done to let someone know that you're done a lot of these etiquette things in american etiquette i think are like more set up so that like you don't have to actually talk to the people serving you so they're a little they're a little weird like i i definitely think that putting your your knife in your fork or whatever it is across your plate the way you're supposed to to like let them know instead of just being like it's definitely so you don't have to like talk to the help um so there i think it's like also european i think i'm sure that this is yeah i'm sure that this is culture that like i i know that there are things that happen during black family meals but like this stuff is like more american culture and i don't know if it's us buying into like you know a little bit white culture it it definitely is it's not i don't know it definitely is but it's hard after so many years to separate the two like what's theirs what's ours um plus i've never been to europe and i don't plan on it anytime soon so not gonna find out (laughs) (laughs) um all right but i would say like in terms of like a like a black family dinner for instance is if the family is religious for sure you're praying before you eat um Mm. like i don't think that i've gone through a single meal here where someone has not prayed over our food which Mm -hmm. is wild to me because i don't really do that in new york sometimes i do Mm. but like oftentimes i don't um and if i do it in New York, I'm usually doing it in my head with my eyes closed for a little bit. Yeah. And not doing it out loud. So that's kind of, it's been weird, but interesting. Um, I would say, let's see. Um, definitely, there's this weird dynamic where I feel like women are expected to make the plate for men. Um, so mm. I feel like there was a thing on like the shade room or something like that that I follow on Instagram. Um mm where like that was actually one of the debates like who should make a man his food should it be his mother or his girlfriend or his wife or whatever and i'm like i'm wow. sitting over here like he should make his own damn plate what what are we debating <laughs> i was like wow. is that is that a grown man who is not disabled at all and can get up off of his ass and make a plate yes this is who we're talking about right like we're not yeah. talking about anyone who does not have the ability to make their own plate oh okay <laughs> Um, like there's also a debate about whether like okay should that wife make her children's plate first or should she make her man's plate first I'm like heteros are not okay like I'm just like what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) they're not okay Um, so there's there's little things like that I think that definitely come up Um, Mm -hmm. I I know that it is pretty rude to leave the table before everybody's done eating Mm-hmm. Um, unless, you know, you have someone like my mother who takes like an hour and a half to eat a meal. So usually speaking, at least, you know, two people stay with her so she doesn't feel like she's eating alone. Um, let's see. There are, I guess there, 
I never heard of like a male female table like you were speaking of, but mm-hmm. absolutely at bigger family functions there's a kids table. And so yeah, yeah. as a black person, once you make it from the kids table, you really feel like you've made it. Like your opinion <laughs> matters, but your opinion mm-hmm. still doesn't matter. <laughs> but you feel mm-hmm. like it. You're like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me sit up here in the big seats. Yep. Um, let me get out of these like seats that are covered in saran wrap to the real shit. Like yes, <laughs> a minute to win it. <laughs> um, I very vividly remember the moment I was uh, I was brought up to the big table, and Aww. it and I was like, yes, fuck, yes, I'm here, I've made it. But it, in retrospect, it's just because like one of the toddlers needed a seat at the small table, so I moved up. Aww. Not because of my age, but mm-hmm. it, it is what it is. I'm here for mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. You can take what you can get. Um, yep, yep. So that's I I'm trying to think if there's any other ones, mm-hmm. and I just don't know. I just realized that making somebody's plate like that concept doesn't exist in Korean eating culture because mm-hmm. you don't really make a plate for yourself; you share everything. Yeah, so yeah. there's, I feel like it depends on what meal for me and my family. I'm not sure about black people in general, but it really depends on what kind, what meal we're having, where, mm. what we're eating. Like sometimes the food will be brought to the middle of the table and mm. like everybody will grab from there. Mm. Thanksgiving is one of those meals and Christmas and like Easter, like that's always a thing. Like everything's in the middle of the table. Everybody's grabbing mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, but other everyday meals not so much there are certain dishes where we will do that like um i'm so sorry black people that i did not include in our staples of food crab legs because fuck yes (laughs) right i'm so sorry because that should have been number one um so yeah like crab legs are definitely like pile on in the middle um oh that sounds so delicious yeah and i'm sure like if my family was a family that ate like crawfish, for instance, that would be in the middle. But we're crawfish. we're definitely crab legs over crawfish because of mm. where we're from. Um, mm. But yeah, I, I forgot. Like seafood is huge with Black culture, so yes, mm. all across the board. But so I would mm. I it, I would say it depends on what the meal is. Um, if it is something that would just like not make sense to make a plate for, like we don't. Mm. Um, but other times, I, I don't know. It's weird because, like, at this point, you know, everyone in my household makes their own plate except for my dad. And he mm. and he will, but he, but he, like, he will. It's not that he doesn't. It's just, like, when we uh-huh. have our, our family dinners, my mom is uh-huh. like, here, John, sit your ass down. Uh-huh. Eat with your family. <laughs> uh. Yeah. But I don't know. Um, I've talked to like some like some straight black women about this, and I do think that for them, it's less about it's less about um, what I'm thinking about when I see that, and more mm. about like that's just another aspect of nurturing for them. Mm. Um, so I, while I don't like it as as a resident queer, because I mm. I feel like it's you know indicative of a lot of things that those women might not be seeing it's also not my place to judge mm-hmm. um you know it's kind of reminds me of um 
I feel like that first like knee-jerk reaction that most Western women have to a hijab. Mm. And then us needing to take a back seat because like, you know, when you actually listen to the women who participate, a lot mm. of them are like, no, this empowers me. Or no, I like this because it allows me to do X, Y, and Z. So, Mm-mm. But I also think it's trash <clears throat> about, not the hijab, <laughs> but, but about the making of the plates. But, you know. Yeah. I think something similar exists because I remember my grandpa I mean he was old but my dad as well like they never really helped setting the table up Mm -hmm. Um, but also my dad is in his own la la land so he's like oh who and then he just sits down and then he's just like thinking about some random stuff (laughs) your dad's great He's he's uh, and then he's just like eating and then when he's done he just leaves. He doesn't even wait for other people. He doesn't care because he's in his own world all the time. Bless your mom's heart. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <sighs> That's another episode. Because <laughs> bless her heart with that. Because I would have yeah. probably lost my mind decades ago. <laughs> Um, yep. it's just the same thing with my mom. Like when I'm like, for real, you making this grown ass man's plate? Uh uh-uh. uh, mm. nah. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, let me let me just. Shh. Um, and I don't necessarily think that's uh something that is just black culture because I've definitely seen white people do the same thing, like white women mm. do the same thing. Mm. Um, but I know that like. I don't know. To me, to me, I've always been so much like equal stuff. Like let's like I cook, you you set the table, and you wash the dish. You know what I mean? I'm like, Mm-mm. I'm not cooking and setting the table and making your plate, bitch. <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> <laughs> Too much. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Traditionally, that's all women's job in Korea too. But now I think everything's changing. Thank God. Yeah. Like, you know, my mom makes my dad's plate, but my dad also cooks, like, I would say 40% of the meals around here. So, like, it is kind of like, yeah, some of them are good. Some of them are like, whoo, fair. Oh, my God. When my dad tried cooking, it was horrible. Listen, he he has signature dishes, right? Like That's good. I've never ever 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 had a pancake that is fluffier than my dad's like ever wow. in life i'm like these these you should you should really figure out how to sell these dad he's like Ooh. he's like no nah, i'm just an old country boy and i was like cut it out <laughs> <laughs> he was a compliment he wasn't yeah he totally does yeah. um but like he tried making us pork chops over rice mm-hmm. or smothered it's basically smothered pork chop it's like a dish where you like you kind of ooh, my voice cracked you kind of like a uh, fry the pork chop on either side and then you make yellow rice and then you put the pork chops in like a a glass baking dish and then you smother them with the yellow rice ooh. and it's a delicious dish and he mm-mm. i was like <laughs> i opened it up i was like dad are you trying to kill us <laughs> like no 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 okay take it back but he's also like i don't know what i really like about 
food in my house and food in my family is I feel like everyone has their strengths and everyone knows what they are. Mm. So, like, my dad's really great at breakfast um, mm. and, like, baking. Like, my dad can bake his ass off. And it's wow. – I'm just like, okay, yes, sir, let's do it. Because, like, mm. I don't – his cakes are fantastic. Um, mm. And his cookies are uh, – he just made he just made like maybe two weeks ago, this man retirement has gotten him all out of kilter, but he made like five dozen oatmeal raisin cookies. <laughs> what? And okay, again, I said five dozen. So between like our house and my brother's house and his family and like my my other two brothers taking some to work, those were gone in three days. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, and they were yeah, oatmeal raisin. Nobody fucks with an oatmeal raisin cookie, but you <laughs> fuck with my dad's. <laughs> so, um, but my mom is very much like our savory chef, like the person who nice. knows how to like put down an entree um, mm. and who has taught me how to cook as well. Mm. Like most of my recipes that I do make are like slight variations on hers. Mm-hmm. Um, like my collard green recipe is pretty much hers, except for I use a different kind of pork than she does. Mm. Yeah, like she uses ham hocks, but I like to use bacon because bacon mm. is life. Nice, mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, my brother's can. My brother actually, my AJ can really cook well now, and I'm like, what the hell? When did Whoa. this happen? So he cooks. He and uh, his fiance actually split their like cooking duties too. Um, nice yeah so it's it's interesting like watching him like kind of play around in the kitchen my dad's Mm -hmm. always told me something that has always stuck with me he's told me that he thinks that men are better chefs not because they're actually better chefs but because like it's never been expected of them and so it's like an art form it's like where they get to be creative and kind of play around because they've never had to do it like for sustenance you know like when they're like oh when you like do your hobby for like yeah. to make money and how you hate it then yeah i was like oh so like cooking is that for women and i was like oh nah. <laughs> <laughs> but that actually makes sense sadly yeah but, yeah so i've always like he told me that when i was very young like when i was like 15 16 and so mm. for my cooking journey and like how i enjoy making things i've always done it like my dad like Yes, I cook to feed myself, but I'm, like, always playing around with things, and it has made cooking way more enjoyable for me than I would say it is for my mom. Even though my mom's a great cook, she every time mm-hmm. she has to cook a meal, she's like, fuck. All right. <laughs> what do y'all want? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, she's not exactly like that. She's got a Southern Belle little it and she doesn't curse but like you could just tell on her face she's yeah. just like this again all right yeah all right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't say my mom is a great cook mm-hmm. and i don't think she never like really enjoyed cooking mm-hmm. and i didn't realize it until like i like became an adult and i'm like oh okay so she doesn't really like cooking i see so whenever me and my brother try to cook she's like all for it she's like i don't care what you guys make i'm sure it's gonna be delicious even if it's not delicious i don't care she's like at least i'm not doing it (laughs) yeah yeah exactly um 
My mom is like not that way, even though I know she doesn't enjoy cooking as much as like she's very also like this is my kitchen and you're going to make that dish how I make it in my kitchen. My mom is like that though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like whenever I try to cook something and she's like, no, do, do you want me to do this? I can do it. You have to do chop it like this. And I'm like, mom, it's okay. Just leave me alone. We got mm-hmm. it. And she's like, are you sure? You need help? You need help? And I'm like, just go into your room. My mom watched me fry up bacon and eggs this morning like a hawk. Uh-huh. I was like, girl. <laughs> it's bacon. Why are moms like that? Bacon yeah, egg. Like, come on. Um, yeah, so our Thanksgiving is like that. Like, she'll beg me to help her cook. And then, and then when I go in there to like, she, and you know, she like assigns dishes. She'll be like, cook the mac and cheese. And I'll be like, cool. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Good to go. Um, And then like, after I'm done, like with the pasta part, she's like, are you sure that's how you're going to make it? Oh my God. (laughs) And I'm just like, woman, like, yes, I, I, I know how to make baked mac and cheese. Like cut it out and she's like yeah mm. and I, I get her i have seen yeah. some horror stories on instagram of people trying to make baked mac and cheese Ugh. um mostly celebrities oh well of course um and like you know you the occasional person who goes viral because they really really can't cook Mm-hmm. that's like my favorite thing about the black corner of the internet the way that we dog each other because <laughs> i'm like um my favorite caption I, I forget it was like it must have been right after uh right after black panther came out because you know that scene where like his sister is looking at his shoes and she's like what are those yeah like, yeah yeah people put two casseroles side by side around thanksgiving <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, for real though, because what are those? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think um, presentation is not everything in, in black food, but it is. Mm. It is something like I. We all think that the food should look a certain way. Like slight variances, you're like, all right. But like, mm. if it looks completely out left field, you're just like, nah, I'm not eating that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and you know I do like in your culture if something is like gross like what's what's the etiquette for that like I don't even like you're at somebody's even... house or you're at a restaurant and you eat it and you're like nah I don't like this I guess people wouldn't say anything and then just while they're going home they'll be like what the hell was that Oh man. Um first of all, I, I'm going to answer this question, but the question itself made me in my head start like rapping that part of the song from uh Rapper's Delight. Have you ever heard that? Mm-mm, I don't think so. You probably heard it in that- I mean I probably have, but I never no, remember the lyrics. No, I'm I'm positive that you've heard it because like you've been around me and it's like a nine minute song with her that's just rapping and I've done it. Uh, I just don't remember when this would have heard, but I'm sure I Oh wait, no, I do know this song. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
so there's <laughs> there's like a verse in the song about this dude who's like at his friend's house and it's uh-huh. like and it was like where's it go uh sorry the food don't taste no good the macaroni soggy the peas are mush and the chicken looks like wood right <laughs> like and that's the description of it and and something like you start drifting to the moment it's time to leave uh and then you look to your plate it's looking like something that looks like cheese it's, it's really gross it's like a gross description of like bad soul food um and the at the end of this whole story where he's like trapped in this house he like eats some of it and like the mom comes back for more and he just like leaves <laughs> he's just like <laughs> he's just like i gotta go <laughs> And he has to take like the equivalent of like Pepto, and he's like, oh. and he's like, you know, I ran to my friend the next week, and I just had to tell him. <laughs> and the friend's like, Yeah, we know, my mom kicked the equivalent. Oh. Um, and it's like a really funny line, and I feel like uh-huh. that is what would happen. Like you, mm. you would eat enough of it to be polite, but you yeah, would, to be polite, but you would immediately make your excuses so you could talk some shit later, and you would tell them, <laughs> you would tell them later, like. Not in the moment, not to hurt no feelings, but later, yeah. like that shit was nasty. Yeah. <laughs> You'll try to make an effort, but say something like, "Oh no, I just ate before I came," or something like. Yes, that. that's literally what the dude does in the song. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he comes up with a bunch of excuses before he's forced to try this food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's funny. That's part of the song I didn't realize. Yeah, the song has, first of all, the song has like 20 bajillion versions of it, right? Uh, And they're all of varying varying lengths. And so, you know, when you're you're young, you don't realize that that's what's happening. mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know what, I was like probably in like college and I heard someone playing a different version. I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) <laughs> and then the version that I know is not ever on um, Spotify. So the version I know oh. is whatever version my mom had burned to a CD for oh. all of my childhood. <laughs> Those are the best. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty. I, that's like my probably my favorite. I'm. I probably should have mentioned this in our music episode, but that's probably my favorite. Like silly silly rap song mm-hmm. um sugar hill game i really <laughs> i really like the one about super like the line about superman having a small dick like just so eloquent <laughs> right. uh, funny. oh man it's a great it's a great song I'll, I'll i will post the lyrics to that hilarious fun but it's great <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Distracted. Back. <laughs> That's okay. Is you know what? I feel like I'm usually distracted by a pretty woman, but this time I was distracted by funny lyrics. <laughs> True that. True that. You know? Yeah, I think I feel like we should definitely make this into another series. Yes, because I can tell you, like I, you know. I don't know if our followers like history lessons, but I like mm. giving them. 
Yeah. <laughs> Same. So we can definitely. We're such teachers. Yeah, it's a thing. But like, yeah. you, you can take a teacher out of the classroom, but you can't take the classroom out of a teacher, really. Mm. Um, so we feel like we should scaffold this for you guys. Uh. Yeah. I think this was a good intro for upcoming food related episodes. But I've been listening to Dave Chang's podcast here and there, Mm -hmm. um, who's a famous Korean chef who made Momofuku and Sambar and all the other Mm. related joints. Um, But his he grew up in like Virginia or something, right? Mm -hmm. He was born here. He basically grew up in like suburbs of Virginia. Did you send me something by him recently? I'm not. No. I just, I feel like I just came across a dude just like that on Instagram. Man. There are a couple of dudes like that, but Dave Chang is like very out there mm-hmm. um, because he's so successful. And like, definitely thank him for spreading the Korean food, you know, and push it into this American food culture. But what sometimes he talks about stuff like he knows it best. And that like just bugs me. <laughs> Like and what? I'm like, dude, he can't... For, okay, first of all, we were listening to one of his episodes and he couldn't even pronounce his last name properly in Korean. So I can't give him any uh, any props to whatever he says about Korean food anymore now. Mm. I mean, okay, I'm, I'm being a little mean, but <laughs> he he has a personality where... Or maybe it's just like his tone of voice where he... Sounds like he knows everything, and I don't. I really don't like that because he doesn't. He grew up in Virginia. He was in New York for like a hot second, and then he's now in LA. So, what kind of Korean food co- culture were you exposed to? Just your mom's cooking, pretty much. He he didn't even live in Queens in Flushing. He probably <laughs> came by a couple of times, but he doesn't really know other stuff and. Okay, I see what uh, you're saying. Um, to me, I feel like anyone who ever, ever takes up the helm of being, like, the spokesperson for their entire race or culture is someone mm-hmm. to watch out for because, like, ooh, like, I don't want that pressure. We talk about that all the time on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, we speak for us and we speak as members mm-hmm. of our culture, but mm-hmm. we don't, like, speak mm-hmm. for our people, right? Because mm-hmm. you're like, why would you want that? Yeah. That's, like, a lot, that's a lot of hubris, you know? Like, a lot, a lot of, like, oh, my God. I, the black pe- person, am speaking for the, the council behind me that doesn't exist, you know? It would be yeah. kind of weird. Yeah. But, I mean, I I have, like, mixed feelings about him. But anyways, <laughs> maybe we were, I was thinking about doing something along those lines where I can talk about, like, one single dish from like korean food or we can talk about certain ingredients yeah we can we can totally do that for korean food i am sorry y'all not getting our family recipes oh (laughs) no no for me like i'm not even telling y'all which mm -mm. figure it out (laughs) you know people appropriate too much from black people Mm -mm. figure it out Mm -hmm. but you know pack will walk you through a dish but I, I will walk you through the transatlantic slave trade. That's but true. even if we do walk them through, it's not going to taste the same. 
Mm-mm. You need that touch. Not no, not taking chances. No? I mean, I uh, I understand <laughs> what you mean. I uh-huh. season with the hands of the ancestors. They uh-huh. guide. They guide my ratios. I'm certainly uh-huh. not guided by a recipe. <laughs> mm. It's definitely just like, uh huh. My ancestor said stop. My ancestor said yeah. go. Um, yeah. That's how I make my greens. But you know, once uh. I'm still not doing it. <laughs> mm. Mm. Um, just because, like, I feel like I that's the part of black food that I really enjoy. You're right. It doesn't matter. Like, you can have a recipe to a black dish, and it's still not going to taste like a black person made it unless a black person made it. Um, but at the same time, I'm just so sick of the knockoff shit. Like, mm, I'm, I'm, like that's I'm, another yeah, that's another episode that we can yeah, talk about. I'm really sick of it, and I I don't want to perpetuate it because you know these yeah. bitches think that you can just like fry collard greens is the same thing as greens. What? No, like collard greens can be put in any kind of dish, right? But why? Yeah. Did, why? But does, you can't call it collard greens. No, exactly. Exactly. Like, why did I go to a place in Williamsburg? First of all, that's the first question. I'm gonna finish my <laughs> sentence, but like. But that is a question and a question. But why did I go to a place in Williamsburg where they thought, like, a collard green dish was, like, fried collard greens? And I'm like, okay. But, like, Hmm. no. No, 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 no. Or, like, I don't know. I'm just – there's, like, lots of things where I'm just, like, you cannot call that that. Like, I went to a restaurant in Indy, like, two years ago, three years ago, and I ordered jambalaya. Um, which I didn't think was like a risk because there's a, a couple places in Indy that make like fire jambalaya, like just like mm. ridiculously good. Mm. No one makes jambalaya better than my friend Mache though. So shout mm. out to Mache. Her ghost pepper jambalaya still <gasps> makes me like have full body sweats, but also makes my <laughs> mouth water. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like I it's could... like that cherry pepper incident. Yeah, yeah, incidents plural but yes because <laughs> i never learned um <laughs> but like it had like soupy jambalaya it was like almost like gumbo soupy. yeah like gumbo and jambalaya had had a baby and it was like it sh- no i can't make that joke but it was like it was a bad it was not a cute baby it was an ugly baby it was it was an undesirable baby I feel like I just gave away the joke. <laughs> listen, listen. Um, anyway, uh, actually, I don't think I gave away that joke. I feel like I'm so terrible that y'all could take that joke multiple ways and it would still be funny and something I would have said. <laughs> um, anyway. I like there's just been so many of those knockoffs that I'm just like not with it anymore. Like I feel like um like the even the push to make collard greens or greens in general, like things that we would have been boiling and mm. leafy greens, like turnip greens, mustard greens, all of these things to make them like semi healthy for like white consumption in the yoga mom is like not it (laughs) you know what I mean so I don't want any bastardization of my recipes because you're like Mm. trying to make it more palatable for your for these palates that are not it's not meant for 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm like, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Because somebody let these white people into their kitchen too many times, one too many times. <laughs> and that's why we have all of these bastard recipes anyway. Because <laughs> I'm like, who would do that? Uh-uh. I, I was very upset about the soupy gumbo. I still, like, no, I'm not going to put this restaurant on blast because I believe in small businesses. Mm. But unless you're at Yats, guys, and you're an indie, don't un- order the jambalaya. Ooh, actually, no. You can order the jambalaya at Papa Ruth. Is it Papa Ruth? I think it, I don't know. You know, the one that the woman owns now, not the husband, mm. they, they split up. Go oh. to, the, I think it's, I think it's Mama Ruth, actually. Go to her. She's great. Same location. Oh, so they have a paparu and mamaru. Mm. Yeah, they split up. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> There's like mo- like India is so small that you know gossip about small business owners. Um, there was also like a smoke shop where something similar happened, um, uh. where the wife and the husband owned one and then didn't they like divorced and then one moved to a different location i think the other one i don't remember if it's the wife or the husband but the other one one of them did not make it actually oh interesting Uh, yeah indie small it's big it's like it's big it's like i think the 14th biggest city in america but it's also small (laughs) all right okay so that's it for this i guess first part of our food series because there's so much to talk about so if you want to continue here what if you want to continue listening to more episodes like this please follow us on instagram facebook and twitter at underscore soul and soul that is underscore s-o-u-l-a-n-d-s-e-o-u-l and also subscribe to us on any of the major podcast apps Bye-bye.